everybody, and thanks for tuning in to the Effort of Community Church weekly podcast, a conversation with our pastors and leaders meant to continue encouraging you to know God, know freedom, know purpose, and make a difference. Hey, Effort of Community Church, it's great to be with you once again for this week's podcast. We're going to be taking a moment just to uh, go back to Kevin's message from this past weekend, talk a little bit further around it, but uh, I'm always so joyful to be joined by our pastor of pastoral care, the Dennis Scalise. Um, Dennis, it is great to have you on today. You want to say hello to those who are watching? Hello, everybody, and it is my pleasure to be here with Matt today. Yeah. It is always fun to have these opportunities just to talk to you further about this past weekend's messages as well as you know what's coming down the pike looking forward. Uh, so this past weekend, Kevin would have kicked off our new series called uh, You Asked For It Every Year. This is the sixth year now where we've taken um, several weeks um, to unpack different questions that the, the congregation would have asked. Uh, earlier in the year, we send out you know a form saying, hey, what are some questions? You're, you're thinking and, and, and asking that, that you want us to address. And so we compile those, find some themes, and address that. And so this would have been the first week of that new series, and Kevin would have hit a topic that is very um, near and dear to us as a specific uh, church culture here at ECC, yes. as well as one that the whole church was really impacted by, or at least mindful of, aware of, mm-hmm. from this past year. It is, is prophetic ministry still mm-hmm. valid? And so if you haven't listened to it yet, I encourage you to go there. Yes. Uh, obviously, um, in light of what happened with 2020 and a lot of the prophetic uh, um, voices right. that are known nationally that have mm-hmm. come out and said, hey, Donald Trump's going to be the next president, would have caused a lot of just this uh, whirlwind of confusion for a lot of people, how to exactly. navigate it after the election was over, where do we go from here, what does it mean to stand in faith on a prophetic word, you know, and and what does it mean to acknowledge that, hey, maybe we missed it, and, and just the, the different um, camps that right. can, that, you know, were created out of this. And so right. Kevin wanted to hit that straight on by saying, you know, the, the greater question is, you know, that really came to the surface was, mm-hmm. is prophetic ministry still valid? And I really appreciated the way he addressed it, which was with a resounding yes, 100% mm-hmm. absolutely. Uh, but Dennis, you know, just to start it off, I wanted to hear what were your thoughts around the message? Well, I think sometimes the enemy overplays his hand. And although there was a lot of controversy and confusion around uh, the prophetic voices in the last year, it also brought the prophetic to the forefront again. Sure. And oh, yeah. able to, like yes, uh, this weekend uh, with Kevin's message, to be able to reiterate how mm-hmm. important it is. So I think I think that was probably a, a win for us. Even though, like I said, there there are some people that were confused, kind of wanted to back off. I think this weekend's message drove people back into, yeah. hey, this is something we need today. Yeah, you're it's, absolutely right. It's encouraging. It gives you courage. And it gives you direction. Many times there's direction that does come from words that uh, the prophetic word or the, even the prophetic uh, environment. Sure. I don't know if you've ever stepped into places where you knew that the prophetic was was honored and you can you can see and feel it in the atmosphere like hey this people are getting encouraged people are being set free in right. this kind of atmosphere. Right. So if I understand you correctly you're saying that um, 
there's a conversation, a dialogue happening right now across the church mm-hmm. um, that would otherwise not be happening, yeah. and therefore it's a it's a win. Yeah. Two verses that come to mind, obviously Romans 8, I think it's mm-hmm. verse 29, mm-hmm. uh, God is able to use everything for the good of those who love him and who are called according to his purpose. Exactly. So God's going to take this and use it for good, mm-hmm. and um, also throughout throughout the word there's this mm-hmm. theme that comes to the surface which is the pit that the enemy has dug he himself will fall into it is, is that is that right I, yes and also i believe it it will challenge people to be more discerning they have to rise up in their level of discernment when they're hearing different prophetic prophetic voices yeah. we have the holy spirit dwelling in us yeah. we have the source of discernment tw- dwelling in us and yeah. many times we neglect that for what we hear on the outside when yes the holy spirit can confirm and affirm a word yeah, that's exactly right yeah and uh it also you know kevin the way he adjusted is this one point he said uh, remember it's not what you know but it's who you know exactly. and how the general theme of all prophecy uh, is the testimony of Jesus is to testify of Christ mm-hmm. it's to point people to Jesus exactly. it says in John uh, 16 that is the Holy Spirit that will glorify Jesus like the, the Holy Spirit's activity in the earth of which the prophetic mm-hmm. gifting operates right. uh, through which rather and um, will always bring glory to mm-hmm. Jesus. Mm-hmm. And although there is foretelling elements and there are predictive elements to what prophecy is about, it will always be confirming Jesus as King of Kings, as Savior, as Lord of Lord, reaffirming the gospel, exactly. the necessity of Christ, exactly. and not to exalt anyone else in that position. Is, is that correct? Exactly. And even Scripture calls us to desire to prophesy. Yeah. And I believe there's so often, like I said, when I was in... I remember as um, when I wasn't too keen on the prophetic myself. Uh, Around the mid 80s and 90s, there was when I believe God was trying to bring back the prophetic into the forefront, into the church, there was a lot of wonderful things happening, but also a lot of error going on. And I guess I kind of majored on the error and kind of backed off until actually until I came to ECC. And I saw how well it was stewarded here. Hmm. I, I remember walking in. It was one of the prophetic weekends, probably 16 years ago. Is that right? And and everybody was lining up for a word, and I'm going, Oh no, I don't want that. And I, I really did. I felt uncomfortable. I didn't understand. I can yeah. you do that? And then I realized that as I began to just submit myself and and kind of explore the prophetic here, I realized that. Wow, there's just such a affirming atmosphere here that it became apparent that yes, the Holy Spirit still wants to speak through the prophetic today, even on a personal level. Mm-hmm. And it's really helped me over the years to kind of mend my ways of feeling the negative sure. and, and concentrate on what is positive and what is good about it. Yeah, and you brought up the prophetic weekend. We do that every year, Yeah, uh, which is the end of January. Every year after yeah. our three weeks of prayer and fasting, we always go into a prophetic weekend. And um, last year was very significant. Mm-hmm. We have Bob Hazley here. This yes. year uh, will be equally significant, if not more, um, because God's always doing greater things. And one thing that's awesome, if you've never been a part of one of our prophetic weekends, yeah. uh, we make a point to prophesy over every single person mm-hmm. that would want to receive prophecy, mm-hmm. uh, which does challenge some people. Oh, and every yes. year we have to navigate that kind of conversation, mm-hmm. appropriately so, where a person says, can you 
can you um, just show up and prophesy over any individual and just do one after another? And to what degree are you just making things up? Is it really yeah. God inspired? Does, does the Lord work like that? Are you forcing God to do something? Um, and so, you know, how do you navigate that? Type well, I tell you what. Well, let me stop you there. You mentioned how you were uncomfortable with it. Yeah. How did you get to this position of not being uncomfortable anymore? Watching, observing, and then entering in into this atmosphere. Like, I remember, um, how would I, when I, when I felt that there was a comfortable atmosphere and an affirming atmosphere for the prophetic, I started in our connect group. And quite often our connect group leader would have us pray for one another. And I found myself in that atmosphere beginning to get you know, a word from the Holy Spirit. And I would begin to say this, not, not even thinking that is the prophetic until the Connect group leader, it was Ivan Martin, as a matter of fact, one of the, Connect, one of the prophetic weekends, his partner didn't show up. And he said, Dennis, you're with me. And almost forced me into this place that, oh my gosh, now I have to lean into this. And I did. And how would I... The only way I can put it is that it worked. And I was just amazed of how well that you can hear when you're surrounded by people who affirm the same kind of mm -hmm. gifting and want and desire to be hear God. Yeah. That it just, that's what made me more comfortable. More and more as I would do this, I became more and more comfortable with it. So if you're having a conversation with somebody saying, hey, I, I'm not so sure about this, um, mm -hmm. and, and they were you know, positive in their concern. They weren't, you know, hostile, but they're saying like, help me understand how can I come, go from where I am now to being comfortable? You know, what would you tell that person? Observe the fruit. Okay. Yeah. And, and that's what I was doing is observing the, how people, the fruit of people who receive ministry. Absolutely. They're or myself included in that. Yeah. When I submitted to it and began to receive and saw how it impacted my life and I would hear the testimony of others mm -hmm. and how it impacted their lives. I was beginning to gather fruit and I kept seeing that and inspecting that fruit and it was like, this is good. Yeah. This is a good thing. That's awesome. Uh, that, that leads me to one more uh, topic to consider, which could take another hour to dialogue around, <laughs> which I would thoroughly enjoy. Uh, but that is around the topic of just stewardship. I mean, yeah. so there's, there's scripturally speaking, there were words that um, God spoke mm -hmm. to different prophets. Let's say, mm -hmm. let's take David for example. Right. Uh, the prophet Samuel comes to David and prophetically takes oil and anoints David as king. And his age was around, you know, 14 years old. Mm -hmm. um, and so he was just anointed king of Israel, which didn't happen. Literally, did not take mm -hmm. place for another 15 years. Right. Um, and then you'll have other prophetic moments where God would have spoken to Peter, for example. He drops a, a, a blanket out of the sky, has an open vision, and it says, mm -hmm. essentially saying, kill and eat. He says, what God has blessed or made clean, do not call unclean. Uh, and it was communicating to Peter. He was, he was prepping Peter for what mm -hmm. was about to happen. Exactly. And God... Uh, declaring over Gentiles they are not unclean any longer. They are now clean through the new covenant and they can receive the blessing and Peter was part of that. So the point is there's different timelines to a prophetic right. word being given and then a prophetic word uh, actually coming to pass. 
and uh, Wayne Kaufman, uh, one of my favorite people on yeah. earth, he says the Achilles heel of prophecy is timing. Yeah. Uh, and you know, because when you're sharing a word, it is as real as as, as you standing there. Exactly. Um, and it's something that God is absolutely speaking and affirming, and yet. Even in David's scenario, it takes 15 years to navigate. So, Dennis, how this topic of stewarding prophetic words, uh, I know you and Becky right now are kind of navigating that specific mm-hmm. words that you have. And, you know, what are some tips you can give people watching that, like, hey, I've received prophetic words. I'm not even sure what to do with them. Some of them might be years old, some of them might be five minutes old. Like, what do I do now going forward? Well, there's a couple of things. Years ago, I heard this statement equal to the will of God is the timing of God. So when you hear something and you're and it's confirmed and affirmed in your heart, that's from God. What goes with that is his timing. Mm-hmm. And that sometimes takes a little more patience on our part. First of all, and how to stir that is, I, you encouraged me in this a couple of years ago. And I, I'm this, this guy stewards his words so well. He has them, he writes them down, he dates them, and I was always amazed by that because I would not do that. And now I'm beginning to realize the value of that stewardship to begin to look at these words and not not just let them in a book somewhere, but begin to look at them, pray over them, ask the Lord, Lord, I, this has been five years. Is it still valid in my life? And many times that word you got five years ago may have been affirmed throughout if you keep track, you've been thinking, ah, oh, it's been affirmed again and again and again. So I think the the, the advice I'd give is stir them, yeah. keep track of them, yeah. pray over them, understand that equal to the will of God is the timing of God. Sometimes it takes patience on our part. Yeah. And the the most practical step to stewarding it would be to write it down, to yes, exactly. to log it somewhere in a way that you know where it is and how mm-hmm. to find it. Yes. Um, and, and you, you hit it, the nail on the head when you said that like a, a word could be five years old and um, it could have been reaffirmed five different times right. uh, exactly. following, you yeah. know, and, and, um, and you wouldn't know that unless, mm-hmm. unless it's something that you're actually logging and saying, oh my word, and I kind of use the picture of like reconciling your bank statement, you know, mm-hmm. take a, a scenario where a person... You know, let's say they go to coffee every morning um, and they're spending, you know, like $4 on a a cup of coffee every morning on their way to work. And the idea of like not realizing how much money they're spending on coffee, right? Until the end of the month where they reconcile their bank statement, they realize, oh my word, I spent $250 (laughs) on coffee this month. And you don't realize the the extent of something until you actually go back and count it. And in the same way, using that metaphorically, uh, with prophecy, you don't realize the consistency or frequency in which God says the same thing yes. and, unless you record it all and you take time to review it, mm-hmm. to go back over and read through it and say, oh my word, I forgot this was spoken or I remembered I remembered part of the word, yeah. but this person spoke for five minutes and there's yeah. there all these different things. And then you read, oh my word, I just read the sentence. Mm-hmm. That sentence as you read it, like the word of God's eternal. And so regardless of it being five or 10 years old, if it is truly from the living God and it's something he's wanting to do, it'll still have a heartbeat. Yeah. It'll still cause exactly the authority of that word. If it's truly from God will still cause your spirit to come to life. Yeah. As Jesus said in John, 
uh, chapter six. It's the it's the uh, the spirit that gives life. The flesh profits mm -hmm. nothing. Like it's not a matter of how old the word is or whether or not you understand it in your own understanding. It is whether or not the spirit is speaking it, and that will bring life yes. to you even today. Yes. Mm -hmm. Amen. Okay. Sure. Oh, good. Well, I'm glad you agree. That would be I awkward do. if you did. I do. And uh, one of the uh, more significant prophetic words I would have received in my life would be from this guy. <laughs> Years ago, he uh, came up to me, and this is kind of how prophecy can take shape, where he comes up to me, he says, Matt, I feel like the Lord, the Lord spoke this to me for you. He said, you can't swim in ankle-deep water, which is hilarious because, <laughs> I mean, logically, you're like, wow, okay, thank you for that. You're not sure what to do. But what's funny, again, about the, the reality of the Spirit is that, like, I knew exactly how to take hold of that word and apply mm -hmm. it to my life immediately, which was this prayer that came out of it, which mm -hmm. was, um, draw me deeper was yeah. my prayer. Mm -hmm. Um, like the, what I yeah. felt immediately with that word is like, well, if I can't swim in ankle deep water, I know God wants me to draw deeper into mm -hmm. what he has. And so, uh, sometimes we get tripped up around like, what does this actually practically mean? I, you know, this right. sentence comes to mind. Right. This is weird. Um, and, and yet the Lord, the, the spirit, knows how to take the, the, the word of right. life yes. and, and, and uh, lead us in yeah. it. So it's, it's always a fun thing to navigate, you know, prophetic and, words. And, and a little scary at times, uh, but it is fun. Very scary mm -hmm. much of the time. Um, anyway, well, thanks, Dennis, for taking some time today to talk about this. Thank you for having me, Matt. Yeah, absolutely. And this coming weekend, we're going to continue our series, and you asked for it. And uh, Jim Ehrman is going to be preaching on conflict which is going to be always fun and enlightening and um, powerful, as it usually is. So excited for that. Um, but yeah, thanks again for being with us here today. We hope you have a great rest of your day, and we'll see you soon. Hey, thanks again for joining us today. We hope that you've been encouraged by listening and that you'll join us again next week. You can listen to previous episodes, find additional resources, and of course, learn more about us by visiting effortacommunitychurch.com.